Mm-hmm. Call me Jeb Bush because I'm like, please clap. Hi, Jeb. Good to see you on the podcast. <laughs> um, what do you think about the book Heartspell? Well, I don't know how Jeb Bush talks about it. <laughs> Just make up any I... voice. It's what Chaz does. Oh, okay. Jeb Bush. <laughs> And I Jesus endorse Heart Spell. Just kidding. Republicans hate this book. <laughs> no one respects my voices. Um, every day I am suffering disrespect and I'm sick of it, to be honest with you. Um, well, listen, I respect you. And if I ever um, need somebody to come and do some voice acting for um, a, a Cockney child who did also grow up in Australia, I'll, I'll give you a call. <laughs> Wow. Okay. <laughs> this uh, it's fine. You know, it's fine. Um, I've got a thick skin. You know, I'm used to being insulted on my podcast because it seems to be what people are constantly doing. So I guess I'll just get over it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, here I'm, here, I would say like I've you're... slaved over this chapter. <laughs> I've broken each finger individually typing so hard into my laptop i was gonna say your <laughs> your australian voice does genuinely sound like exactly like rowan and ellie talk like i every time i listen to their podcasts i'm like wait is Chaz podcasting <laughs> but but with two voices uh-huh yeah that's how good it is and they both agree i they say it to me all the time they're like damn Chaz, are you actually from australia because your accent's <laughs> so good <laughs> And I'm like, no, but thank you. Because um, I'm modest, even though I am very good, which everyone knows and is always saying all the time off screen. <laughs> yeah. When we're not recording, everyone's telling me that um, my accents are great and I'm a good member of the team. So, yeah. Yeah, just, but just I love note, that, note that you don't let it go to your head and uh, no. don't try to do things like... Um, do voices for people you have no idea what they sound like and still insist they're good uh, i just like hope that it will come to me that the spirit will flow <laughs> through me and i'll just sort of figure it out while like i'm doing it <laughs> it's sort of how i do most things so I, i'm like expecting it to work and then when it doesn't i'm very surprised <laughs> have you considered a career in improv yes no there's no careers in improv what career is there in improv i guess podcasting <laughs> the only so. career you have it well yeah is, is literally either podcasting or doing improv shows and who's going to go to an improv show yeah doing improv shows at <laughs> theaters that don't pay you <laughs> yeah like that's not a career and but podcasting now that's people. a career <laughs> and crowds of people who would are the kind of people who go to improv shows so you don't want to hang out with them yeah. either yeah no no, I don't want to. I don't want to know other improvers. That that sounds bad. But I will know other podcasters. So, hmm. 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 That's which way, Western man? Yeah, and I haven't gone podcasters. I was talking to someone on Tinder, being like, "Yeah, I do a podcast," and they're like, "Podcasting? Are you Joe Rogan?" And I was like, yeah, <laughs> "It's me, Joe Rogan." Well, so they responded with the worst thing anyone could have possibly said. More or less. Listen, life is like a box of podcasts mm-hmm. i don't know welcome to heart spell
tell you did I ever tell you guys that when I was in school they taught us to podcast? Being one hundred percent serious. Did they? <laughs> yeah. See, this is what happens when you're Gen Z. Um, I don't think anyone in my school knew what a podcast was. They yeah, were same. they were very new at the time, but mm. um, or at least gaining popularity. But we had to pair up and pick a news topic and then do a podcast episode about that news topic. So I picked the 2004 yeah. tsunami. Um, it was really oh. chilly. <laughs> Interesting. That's cool. Yeah, it's. We it's... Had to- it's wild hmm. how there's like I, I remember also at my university not for me but for like a friend who was uh, a year uh, under me um, she said that like her class had like a uh, like a praxis seminar what's it called what's what's praxis, pra- praxis the German word praxis in English because in in German you just say praxis to every everything that is like something that you do with your hands or something that you know oh oh okay any activity like is practice. practice basically uh, it doesn't I'm going like to this. my practice it's basically just the, the opposite of theory right like that's practical practical yeah like woodwork and stuff or DT yeah or, or just like doing anything that isn't oh, okay. just reading and thinking so that's why praxis is a thing. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she said she had like one seminar where they had to do a podcast and it was like, mm, uh, okay, we're sitting together in like, uh, in like we have to like come up with a concept and then do like a five minute thing that w- with like a ton of production value and shit. And it's like the exact mm-hmm. opposite of the podcasting experience I have. Like it's... <laughs> it's it's why that that's like uh people some people's uh association with podcasts mm. yeah like high quality that's <laughs> not, it's not what we're going for high here. effort very short uh, yeah sure <laughs> why what's the point scripted <laughs> god scripted that's just radio that's not what a podcast yeah is, right I think. like mm-hmm. the, but i do think it's like when it's when like a these, produced thing uh th- media school professors are teaching podcasting they only have radio experience so they're just gonna do yeah. radio again without having to have a radio station i guess yeah radio without yeah, playing songs pocket. in between maybe if i'd learned podcasts at school or uni i would be better at it but i didn't so i just you know self-taught no, you'd probably be worse at <laughs> self-taught it. podcasting you know <laughs> came up on my own to this high level um <laughs> I think you only learn to podcast by doing it. Um, yeah. I think that's true. And the other thing is that every like literally anyone can podcast. Uh, all you need, unless uh... you're like <laughs> completely insufferable, no person will talk to you. But as long as you have like one other person who is willing to do a project with you, you can do a podcast. I guess if you. I think some people struggle to like talk um like into a microphone like they might get anxious about it or something and they probably would find it hard to podcast yeah but like most people yeah but who can do sustained conversation can probably podcast yeah like okay the one reason you wouldn't be able to podcast is like it my point is more like it doesn't have to do with technical skill right like oh yeah yeah. not at all (laughs) The, or even with like education or whatever like it's uh 
it is out of all ways to create content on the internet it is the easiest most accessible mm. which is why so many people do it and yeah. why we do it so much because why we do it so much like at this point all of us <laughs> who are on here have three or more podcasts <laughs> You see, it's like a horrible disease where once you start doing it, not only do you do it more, like a disease where yeah. you get a disease and you do it more, um, it's you start spreading it to the people around you until it like, you know, it like ripples out into all your friends and they all start podcasting and then they all get podcasts and then before you know yeah. it, you will have like seven podcasts and you have no free time. <laughs> no free time, but what you do have is community. True. There is a thing where I should never like... I don't think anyone should ever make a joke with me about doing anything no. because it always comes true. Um, like, it's, it's so, so when I lived with Alec, um, before we went to Cardiff, um, I was joking like, hey, Alec, if you're going to Cardiff, maybe I should go to Cardiff and we could live together. And he was like, haha, maybe. Um, and then we did for three years. <laughs> and, um, Lucy, and then I was like to Lucy, when we graduate, we should move in together, and like in Scooby-Doo. And she was like, haha, yeah. maybe. And then we did. So, you know, and I was like, George, what if we did a podcast? And he was like, I will never podcast. And yet, here we are. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> we have, my other point going to be, like, all of us here have three or more podcasts. Um, George isn't on this episode, and George is the only one on our podcast who is too chad to have a second podcast, or even, like, be a guest on someone's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah I, I'm... you see he was very reluctant but he's glad he did it so yeah. you know everyone should just agree with me and then that would make it easier in the long run yeah <laughs> cutting yeah. the red tape hmm. <laughs> listen anyone who's ever joked about living with me always ends up living with me <laughs> this is your decision <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Hot spell what kind of heart spell again um it's us your friends um we are here with our next chapter chapter 15 that i have written today for you and for my good friends here um i hope you like it um i uh okay this might not be anything prince charles is sorry i just got distracted by a tweet on my phone that said oh this is going to be like captain tom but worse and i suddenly felt uh uh, a really deep spark <laughs> of excitement. So Prince Charles is currently visiting the hospital where um, Prince Philip, his okay. 99-year-old evil father, is <laughs> And um, uh, I just think that's interesting. I wonder if... <laughs> It's not like I, I hmm. it's not like I have five pounds riding on him dying in the next six months or anything. <laughs> Princess Eugenie and husband pay tribute to Prince Philip with new baby's name. She's Andrew's daughter. Okay. <laughs> Is she? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh. Imagine being oh, stuck. I wanna be her. <laughs> I know. Greatest August person Philip to be Hawk named Brooks Bank. Um What what Oh she oh she's Fergie's daughter. <laughs> okay. What would okay. be like if if your name was Andrew? Mm. what would the worst person be to be named after because Andrew Lloyd Webber is also a possibility <laughs> mm. um, Andrew 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 Jackson <laughs> Andrew Jackson yeah I was going to say Andrew Jackson <laughs> uh... I'm a big fan of AJJ's first album like before they did People uh, that's why mm-hmm. I'm going to name all my name my kids Andrew Jackson and Jihad <laughs> Andrew, um, you know the guy who does Homestuck. 
Yeah. Andrew Hussey, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Mm, yeah. Andrew Neil. There's just like, you know, there's not like many great Andrews. I can't think of a positive yeah. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Garfield. Andrew. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but he's, he's rich and, <laughs> and I think British, so he probably Yeah, sucks. but, um, uh, but what's her name? Um, um, ma- married to Guy from Crimes? Lonely Island. Oh, Joanna Newsom? Yeah, she wrote a song about Andrew Garfield that's very sad. So. Oh, really? Which one? I can't remember. But she said that it's because she saw him and thought he seemed like like a sad, lonely soul, <laughs> so she wrote a song about him. That is incredibly funny. I don't find anything uh, on Joanna Newsom and Andrew Garfield. Mm, it's definitely true, because thought... Ash talks about it all the time. <laughs> or is it about... The... No, no, it's mm. definitely... Andrew Garfield. I'll have to ask Ash for it. <laughs> I, am, I am doubting this because I have nothing. I find um, nothing. I don't hold find on, anything hold on. on song about Andrew Garfield and I didn't find anything on uh, Joanna Newsom Andrew Garfield. Is it not Amy Mann? Oh, it might be Amy Mann. Cra- mm, yeah, you might be right. It's like Italian Greyhound or something. Although I think that might that be makes more yeah! sense because I know Ash talks about Amy Mann a lot. I yeah. haven't seen. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. It was so. it was Amy Mann. I just get them confused. It's called Patient Zero. Yeah, and I was also surprised because I Patient know... Zero is about Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> yeah, it's about Andrew Garfield. <laughs> I was surprised because I know Joanna Newsom, and that doesn't. None of this seems like a. I mean, it seems like an insane thing for anyone to do, but yeah, no, no, it's it's Amy Mann. Oh um, my god, I'm going to have to listen to it yeah. information. Yeah, she says that um, she met Andrew Garfield at a party before the Spider-Man stuff. He'd just got to Hollywood and was kind of freaked out about the vibe of being in that movie star atmosphere, which is really weird. So I wrote a song inspired by that. So she just saw Andrew Garfield and was like, this guy seems sad, so I'm going to write a song about him. I see. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, uh, Prince, the Prince Philip. <laughs> yeah, Prince Charles thing. Mm. I'm just saying my thing. It says he's likely... That he's likely to stay in hospital until next week. He can't come out of this, right? No, he's 99 and he already looks like a corpse. <laughs> uh-huh. I, how much... Like, I don't know what you can give someone at that stage. <laughs> um, but a, a gentle way out, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's expected to stay there for the next week, at which point he will leave in a bag. Um, uh-huh. Anyway... <laughs> Sorry. Let's, okay. let's do some Heartspell. <laughs> I can't wait to release these to the public. Okay, yeah. yeah as I was saying, Heartspell Chapter 15, um, written by me for you with these broken fingers of which I spoke earlier. Um, Did you? Yeah. I said that I wrote this for you so hard that I broke every single finger as I was typing. Oh, okay. I thought... <laughs> no, I, now that you said it, I was like, wait, did... Did, did you like break your fingers a few days ago and now it still made you write a chapter? That's so cruel. <laughs> I mean, it was cruel, but like, yeah, <laughs> this is not how it happened. <laughs> I, d- I think I have broken my hand though. Because um, I, I whacked it on a table and it was a huge <laughs> lump uh, a while ago and now it still hurts on the side. And that was like a month ago. I feel like if so you'd I, actually I, broken it, you would not be able to use it. Like if it's fractured, like my my brother says, you fracture your hand and feet bones all the time. It's just like mm-hmm. you get you do it a lot. You'd know. He studies this stuff. 
Okay, let's read this chapter. Spell my okay. heart, baby. Chapter 15. Who starts? You. Okay. <clears throat> chapter 15. Hi, you've reached Janice, though. I'm not available at the moment. Hopefully nothing bad has happened to me. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Leave a message after the tone. <laughs> Jenna, it's me again. Please pick up or send me a text or something. Please be wary of Luke. He's not the Luke you know. Call me back. Bye. I jammed my finger on the disconnect button of my Nokia in frustration. I'd left about seven messages at this point, but hadn't heard from Jenna since the last chilling voice messages. Listening through them, they'd all sounded like very normal shop updates. Hi, Haley. Luke is helping me chop enchanted wood. <laughs> hey, hey. Luke is holding the ladder for me while I fix the roof. <laughs> Haley, did you know that Luke plays baseball and is taken to carrying a bat around with him all the time? Perfectly normal messages if you didn't know that Luke was with me here in Iceland. Perfectly normal if you hadn't read Higurashi. <laughs> or was he? Wandering down to the breakfast room, I looked at Luke. He was tucking into a plate of Icelandic breakfast, shoving fried mackerel into his mouth at a rate that would astonish Scooby-Doo. <laughs> no. <laughs> what if this was the evil one? Did the Luke I knew even like fried mackerel? <laughs> okay, keep it together. Um, he looked the same, but Amelie had explained that he would be identical on the outside. On the inside, he would be a blistering miasma of demonic energy, the same dark force that had become the primary antagonist in the story we'd unwittingly stumbled into. But this wasn't fiction. This was all too real. Hey, you want one of my fish? You're staring at it pretty intently. I started out of my reverie to see Luke giving me a lopsided smile and holding out a piece of mackerel with his bare hands. I, s- I sagged. If I was going to survive this, I had to trust that the things I knew to be true. This was my Luke, useless and irritating as he was, and I would choose to trust him. I took the fish. He's safe. I can smell it. I hadn't heard Marco come in, but now I noticed that my relief had been accompanied. But now I noticed that my relief had been accompanied by the subtle relaxing of tension in my head that came with his close presence. His words through the bond made me feel even safer. Dangerous, I thought. You're beginning to get too comfortable with this. Would that be so bad? I cursed internally. Never mind, this was exceptionally irritating. I glared at him as he walked closer to me, but he just smiled coolly. Why did he have to be so good looking? (laughs) Is it nice to be alone? Just a little. He spoke out loud. From his table, Luke looked up curiously. I didn't realize you worry about being alone, I said, curious despite myself. I thought you liked being a cool loner. <laughs> no one likes to be alone, Haley Juniper. He looked away. Some of us have no family left we can trust. Perhaps there is something to this emotion known as friendship. <laughs> he seemed sincere, and this alone made me slightly concerned. No troll face on today. His face seems smooth and kind. Beautiful. Even sharing a head, I hadn't felt quite as close to him as I did at that moment. All walls between us knocked down, all pretense gone, nothing but the shining brilliance of the bond connecting us, sharpening our understanding to a strong rope that spanned the space between us and pulled us inexorably closer. (laughs) Maybe this is what magic is for, I thought, wondering. Maybe it was always meant to bring people together rather than pulling them apart. Friendship isn't an emotion, dumb shit, said Luke (laughs) through a mouthful of mackerel. (laughs) I had forgotten he was there, and he was looking at us with a mixture of confusion and distaste. You're both acting 
incredibly weird. I looked away, feeling my cheeks heat. (laughs) Cheek heat. Marco covered up his own own swirl of embarrassment by stealing a mackerel from Luke's plate with lightning-fast vampire reflexes before popping it into his mouth. Hey, you don't even have to eat. It's worth it if it irritates you. Marco lent in, and I left them still bickering. The sun was shining in through the Icelandic bay windows, and I allowed myself, just for a moment, to enjoy it. I was still thinking longingly of that pleasant morning as we arrived at the gate of the Geofusinskot conference rooms. All of us packed into Dominic's hired minibus, like a tin of smoked mackerel. <laughs> After much debate and argument, we'd agree that we'd all go together. No matter my protestation that Kaylee was both too young and too excitable to handle a gathering of such high-profile witch tuber and manine influences. <laughs> Celebrity glamour aside, the magical aura that emanated from the Tanner convention as we drove into the packed parking lot was enough to set off a mild headache. From the back of the bus, I heard Luke groan, and I felt pity. The Wi-Fi network had better work, grumbled Tanya as we piled out. I needed to isolate the opening site. No French bullshit this time. I will get it with pinpoint accuracy. As long as my bandwidth isn't being stolen by a load of empty-handed influence... Influencer idiots. I don't know, said Luke. I'm not sure anyone is within range. He gestured to what we'd all just noticed. A long line of people waiting to enter the shattered convention hall. All of them inappropriately dressed and shivering in the cold Icelandic morning air. Uh-oh, said Kaylee. This looks like another Fiendfire Festival situation. <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes at her investment in silly online nonsense, but she shrugged at me. Poor organization can kill any sort of event. Look at Dashcon. Dashcon? I asked despite myself. A convention for people with magical super speed. The hall was too small and they kept running into walls. <laughs> Don't worry, said Dominic and handed us a number of tickets. I'm sure you'll figure out a faster way in. You're not coming with us? I asked. Oh no, this is a young person's place. I'd seem like a creepy old man if I went in. <laughs> he gave a long belly laugh before stopping abruptly. I think I can trust you seven to do your absolute best. He winked. Haley is in charge. Good luck and may Satan guide your steps. <laughs> with, with that, he walked away, whistling cheerfully. He seemed to be walking directly into the Icelandic wilderness, but then faded into the air, leaving only a small cloud of sparks. I shook my head and turned to the others. Game plan? Leave it to me, sis. Kaylee gave me a smirk. There's always a back entrance, if you know the score. <laughs> I look ridiculous, I hissed at Kaylee, uncomfortably trying to adjust my cloak. Top wizard's dark purple velvet with curtains. Sorry, okay. Top wizard's TM, dark purple velvet with cutouts at the waist and embroidered lightning detail, while nearly falling over in my pointed high heels. Supreme witch TM, glowing silver with enchanted sequins that show your follow account. Sorry, okay. I heard a quickly conjured backstage pass proclaiming me to be Hayseed Juniper, to which streamer (laughs) pinned to my shirt, but I couldn't help but think it was the least convincing disguise ever. Haley adjusted her ray beam TM sunglasses and sighed at me. That's why I made you a tea witch streamer. No one would believe you were made a living with your looks. 
Amelie looks far more realistic, but you insisted because Uncle Dom left me in charge. She had a point, but I still felt immensely stupid. I took pride in not getting involved in online cultural stuff, but at this point, the difference in expertise between me and my much younger sister was embarrassing. The sooner we can get in and I can take this stuff off, the better, I grumbled, and Kaylee shot me a shrewd look. You're still gonna have to fit in. The shoes will give away how much of a nobody you are. So they can go, but you have to keep the cloak. We arrived at the metal fire door and Katie knocked sharply. It was opened by a security guard who gave us the once-over, looking at me in surprise before glancing at my pass and grunting. Ah, gamer. Go on in. (laughs) I gave him a dirty look and opened my mouth, but Katie elbowed me in the ribs. Ah! Okay, okay, I'm going in. Humiliating or not, would at least bypass the paralyzingly long queue around the front. Now all we needed was to get the rest of the team inside. Ooh, a little heisty. <laughs> In here, Katie said and pointed to a site that said WC. Slipping inside, she pointed to a narrow window of frosted glass. Voila, secret door. Uh, are you sure? I said, opening the window, only for it to stop at about five inches, prevented from opening any further by a metal clasp. It's more looks like a big waste of time. Kaylee rolled her eyes at me before calling through the gap. Okay, it's go time. Excellent, it's freezing out here, I heard Luke say from outside. I was still looking skeptically when I saw Amelie hold on to the window ledge before sucking in a deep breath of air. As she did so, she began to shrink. Smaller and smaller until she was about half her normal size, hanging onto the window with her tiny hands. Me and Kaylee looked at each other before grabbing an arm each and helping her get through, now small enough that she fit neatly through the opening, struggling only when her cleavage, impressive even half the size, stuck on the opening. However, with a slight shimmy, she was through, and letting out her breath, she returned to her normal, statuesque form. Impressive, I said, and she winked. Useful for getting into last year's dress, right, mon ami? I smiled, charmed. Who's next? Marco turned semi-corporeal to slip through, appearing next to me before looking me up and down. Nice cutout. I glared at him. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next, Tanya dislocated both shoulders before sliding through, popping them back into their sockets as she stood up and shrugging, Russian gymnastics. <laughs> uh, I heard Luke say, that's all very well, but I'm not a skinny gymnast and also I can't shrink myself. I also don't think Horus is particularly built for this. Horus, Tanya said, what do you think? <laughs> In- In response, there was a loud grinding noise of protesting metal before the window was torn from its hinges and I saw Horus's hulking arms as he threw it aside. That works, said Luke, and we helped them both climb through the significantly larger gap. Gathered in the now-crumbed bathroom, I surveyed surveyed my troops. A monstrous regiment, perhaps, but it was my (laughs) regiment. Now all we had to do was come up with a plan. Okay, let's split. Tanya and Amelie, you concentrate on figuring out where the portal is going to open. Luke and Horace, you keep an eye on the crowds for anything suspicious. Kaylee, you keep out of trouble. Me and Marco will look for Felix to uh, ask him for help. Horace twitched at the mention of Felix's Pie. I glanced at him in concern. 
We could do we could do all we could to keep him safe, but it was up to him to remain calm if we were to continue to get away with covering up our crime. Trust again. Funny how it always comes back to that. Can I trust him? Can he trust you? Do you really have to ask that after everything? No, and neither do you. I think we're past the Rubicon now. Just close your eyes and believe. <laughs> Cute. I try. Haley, it was Luke. Before we split up, can I talk to you about something real quick? It'll only take a few minutes. I glance at the others, who were all now engaged in planning conversation, poring over blueprints of the building as Tanya tapped away at her keyboard with ruby-tipped fingers. Sure, I agreed. I'll be back in a few minutes, everyone. Keep doing what you're doing. Marco and Amelie looked up and smiled, the others too absorbed in their tasks to pay much attention. Suddenly filled with a wave of affection for all of them, I added, Oh, and thanks for being here. The rest of them paused at that and looked at me. We are happy to be here, Sherry, said Amelie, and Tanya nodded. I believe in your leadership. We all do. The others nodded, and I felt tears prickle my eyes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Come on, Luke, let's go. <clears throat> I unlocked the bathroom door, and we walked past and we walked past a small group of surprised-looking people with strained expressions before walking down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> In the distance, we could hear the loud noise of the convention hall, muffled by the distance and the walls of the relatively empty backstage area. Luke gestured to a side hall, and we ended up wandering down a dark corridor behind the main stage. What is it? I said as we walked. If it's about Marco, you know I've told you... No. He cut me off. It's not that. It might be nothing. I don't know. I've just been having these... Dreams? Dreams? I said, feeling that dread from the morning well back up in my chest. What kind of dreams? Different kinds. It's like I'm back in London and I'm me, but I'm not me. There's all these images. I'm helping Jenna with the stockroom, <laughs> I'm at the gym. But other times it's bad. <laughs> I'm wearing weird clothes, I'm doing all sorts of magic. Stuff I've never been able to do, but it's with this terrible purple energy. Sometimes I'm with Scorpio, vampire, you know? We're talking together, <laughs> laughing. Sometimes he's like rubbing my shoulders, <gasps> like a massage. It's weird, but it feels so real. And I think that me, the other me, wants to do something bad, but I don't know what. Luke looked away from me. Look, I know it's probably just dreams, but they're worrying me. I've never dreamt like this before. I stopped putting my hand on his arm. No, I think you're right. I I also think something strange is going on. There's all these weird messages from Jenna and Felix. I shut my mouth hard. What about Felix? Said Luke, looking at me. What does he have to do with anything? I, my brain stuttered in panic and I tried to think of an explanation when a weird noise from the stage wing saved me. It sounded like someone scraping a chair back, but with a strange, clothy, shuffling noise. Me and Luke looked at each other, and I sighed. We're keeping our eyes open for anything off, remember? Come on. We walked to the end of the corridor, and I became increasingly aware of a strange, metallic smell. One that had become all too familiar to me recently. The dread almost choking me, I pulled back the curtain that hid the stage wings, and almost let out, of a, sh let out a shout of surprise. There, gagged, blindfolded, and tied to a chair, was Tanali Mango, 
popular witch tuber, international icon, and organizer of Tanacon. Haley, Luke grabbed my arm. His tight is his, <laughs> his tight. His <laughs> Luke grabbed my arm. His hand tight enough to bruise her fingers. Haley, this can't be happening. I hadn't noticed initially, but now I couldn't look away. On Tanner's right hand, each of the fingers were a wet, bloody mess, the red liquid oozing lazily from torn skin to drip, drip, ceaselessly to the floor, forming a spreading puddle that stained the wood of the stage. Taking a breath and edging closer, I could see that the tip of each finger had been removed. No. No, not removed. Flayed. The bones still present, but devoid of skin or flesh, save for the tangled remnants of tissue that clung to it like a discarded peach pit. My throat closed up, and I gagged. Suddenly, Tana began to struggle in her chair, making the same scraping noise that we'd heard before. No, 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 she moaned from beneath the gag. (laughs) Fuck's sake, I don't want to collab. Tana, it's going to be okay, I said, and ran forward. I pulled at her gag, struggling against a tight knot before taking my ritual knife out of my pouch and slicing, slicing through it. The wet heat of her tears slid against my skin as I cut through her blindfold, and I fought back tears of my own as I leaned down to remove her bonds. She was sobbing loudly now, holding her damaged hand to her chest and rocking forward as saliva dropped from her anguished mouth. Hush, hush, I said, and dropped her shoulder. It's okay, it's okay. My fingers, he, he chewed them. She was shaking. He kept saying that I would never use a smartphone again. His teeth scraping against me, grinding, the grinding of his teeth, the tearing, oh God. She started to sob again and I carefully prized her mutilated fingers from her chest. I can't bring the flesh back, but I can stop the bleeding. I took some herbs from my pouch and whispered the spell of closing, and the wound slowly shrunk until they encased the base of each first knuckle, the bony tips sprouting out of them like white trees growing from mounds of earth. You'll have to have the bone removed. I'm so sorry. He'll come back. He'll keep going. Oh god, my convention. <laughs> Tana looked up. Is it going well? Uh, I bit my lip. As well as could be expected, probably. Who did this? said Luke from behind me. He'd been stock still, frozen this entire time, and only now he seemed to be able to collect himself. He wasn't used to dealing with viscera like I was. The gap in our experience always (laughs) seemed to increase. (laughs) Who did this, Tannerly? Well, 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 (laughs) said a voice from behind us, both familiar and yet not. Coldly inhuman, but filled with a terrible, disturbing jalility. What is up, gamers? I turned round to face him. Studie pie, I said, and Tana gave a loud, horrified shriek. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm starting to realise, like, what the individual things are that the three of us bring to this, um, to this uh-huh. ex- experience. And... Um, I think what you do the best, Chaz, is just, like, really disgusting body horror. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is grim. Not the direction I, we expected the story to go, like, when we originally pitched it. No! 
I didn't even think we'd, we'd make any steps towards this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, a couple things. Yes. Uh-huh. The um, Magic Net universe has expanded somewhat. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the law. T-Witch. <laughs> Um, T-Witch. T-Witch. It's really good. Uh, to be fair, I had Twitch in the last chapter, like, spelled like that. Just yeah. nobody okay. pointed it out. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it's good. No, I did I did remember that, yeah. Um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Jenna message. <laughs> um, <laughs> perfectly normal messages. They're just like normal updates, you know, just, just updates. Yeah. On the show. I'm gonna start texting you like this. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Chad. Luke was fixing the me. bathroom yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is she just accepts a fish off him. <laughs> with a bath. It's a peace offering. It's yeah. a peace fish. Peace fish. Um do you I... know that Luke plays baseball and is taken to carrying a bat around him now? <laughs> it's normal. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Luke started clay pigeon shooting and now he carries a rifle. <laughs> he carries a gun. <laughs> it's cool. Hey, did you know that Luke has taken on uh, playing golf and he's like practicing his swings all the time? And curiously, it always <laughs> seems like he, he's just like... Uh, elevating his uh, his golf club and then when someone looks at it he sa- he just like does a little swing and chuckles but it's all it always looks very menacing it's cool <laughs> it's cool it's fine uh, yeah, look and you this. even like fried mackerel <laughs> <laughs> that's an important question if if I yeah. was to go to Iceland and one of my friends could have been an evil duplicate, um, I'd want to know. Really, do you guys like fried mackerel? Uh, I love mackerel. Yeah, yeah, same. Mackerel's really good. I had fried mackerel. Uh, well, it it wasn't fried; it was grilled. I had grilled mackerel like a few mm, weeks ago. Good. It was good. Yeah. As I was reading this, I was like, mm, mackerel, mm. Yeah. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> um. So, is the Uh the the evil version of luke Uh is (laughs) (laughs) yeah is Uh getting um massages off (laughs) (laughs) um walk me through that one i'm completely 100 percent on board with you i just want you to go just explain that bit i love it we're keeping it in but Tell me about that. <laughs> they're just very, they're just very close. Okay. Um, and it, and it's 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 awkward because they're related, but it's also like you know, <laughs> just guys being dudes. <laughs> Saturdays are for the lads. They don't they don't know that they're related, so it's fine. It's just like Cassie Claire. <laughs> you can massage your cousin. It's fine. <laughs> you can, yeah, Look, if you right, have like, just... if your shoulders are sore, you know, real bros will massage their bros. That's true. Yeah, Luke and evil Luke and Scorpio believe in the sacred tenets of kissing the homies goodnight. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still obsessed with 
evil Luke being able to do magic. Um, and Haley being like... <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense. It's it the, does. Like, the demonic energy giving him the... Um, giving him the abilities to do all sorts of stuff. Uh, yeah. I just wonder if, like, the implication for the larger world is, world is now that uh, as these attacks happen, like, this happens to a ton of other people and a ton of, like, magic-using doppel- evil doppelgangers appear, like, all around the world. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, I think we'd have to ask I think Emily. it's only, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the lore is. I, I see it as mostly, like, plot-significant characters yeah. it happens to just because <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's like oh all the people we happen to know that's so weird (laughs) (laughs) i think we can like maybe drop a hint for like you know drop some easter eggs about this happening to others also but yeah Um, but i do like the idea that uh if you have weird dreams uh that (laughs) because you have a demon doppelganger yeah Yeah. (laughs) um i am thinking about uncle dominic just walking away into the fog love that <laughs> just and it's just my normal cheery uncle dominic yeah <laughs> um you can't go in it'd be weird also um amelie knowing a a sort of uh, sh- uh <laughs> sexy shrink spell yeah <laughs> so she can be small sometimes yeah um her, cle- yeah. her cleavage is still enormous, but <laughs> yeah, she yeah. drink so much. Um, I am. So if Tanya is able to dislocate both of your arms, how did she pop them back uh-huh. in? Because I know somebody who could do this actually. Um, and she like popped them out in class and then couldn't put them back in because she needed her arms to put them back in. She couldn't use them. She just she she has the technique. Okay. She can do it. <laughs> It's Russian gymnastics. Russian yeah. gymnastics. It's all about dislocating your arms. <laughs> That's how they're so good. Their arms are dislocated. <laughs> oh, this is some really good stuff. I am. Yeah. I am loving Great it. Chapter as always. Tammy mm-hmm. Mangle. Thank you. It, yeah. So it is gonna become very confusing that we have a character named Tanya and Tana. <laughs> just called Tanelli. You showing it to Tana <laughs> through half this though. It's Tanacon. <laughs> Yeah, I got the joke. <laughs> she doesn't have to be there for long. She's just, you know, this is her convention. She's just yeah. there it's going fine. Her fingers chewed off. <laughs> yeah, it's nowhere near as bad as Halloween Fire Festival, and that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny stuff. A magical Jar Rule is a wizard. Yeah, they call him the Jar Ruler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's just so much, so much tasty lore in this. Like, I'm thinking about her clothes and the start of this that display your follower count. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which, imagine, I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> Mine's constantly stuck. It's only a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, you did. people get, like, a hat. You did do a great job at, like, uh, showing off gamer culture, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dashcon. I'm trying to, like, <laughs> understand. I know I came up with Magic Net, but I'm trying to understand like how it works and how it interacts with it the regular matter. internet it doesn't matter it doesn't matter, <laughs> it doesn't matter. is it, yeah. it separate or integrated it. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter <laughs> I, mean, I remember wh- when we did that chapter both of you were like what the fuck is magic net janos please explain <laughs> well since then 
we've learned to embrace not just your writing yeah. style. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in that chapter we said Magic Net was good. Listen, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure that we said that's good. We said why is StudiePie here, but we never no, said that no. Magic you were Net like, is it a browser? No, we weren't. Is no, it... we weren't. No, 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 no. You're misremembering. If you go back and listen to that episode, but I mean, then I... you'll you'll. Yeah, you'll I agree right. with your current interpretation and I'm glad you've come around on it because um, yeah. I do love the magic net and I will embrace magic net mm-hmm. um, yeah good um, I'm really excited to write this next chapter I I guess yeah how are they going to get out of this yeah. <laughs> we'll find out I guess <laughs> I don't think you have written StudioPie so far because last time Chess killed him off immediately after I introduced oh, yeah. him Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I actually haven't written him. That is correct. So this is going to be really exciting for me um, to get to do some character work. I I love that. Yeah, that that is what you're the best at. Mm-hmm. So, did you like how um, Tanya is? She's got ruby tip fingers when she's typing because it's foreshadowing. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> what? It's foreshadowing the the flayed fingers. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! I love it. <laughs> Thank you. This is literature. <laughs> literature is when you write something and then somebody reads it out loud and then you explain the metaphors in it to them. Is it foreshadowing yeah. if it's like in the same chapter no. and a different character? <laughs> Absolutely no. <laughs> Conflicting views on this, but I think For- so. Foreshad. Foreshadowing is when a thing happens yeah. and then you're like, damn, this is just like a thing that happens later. Yes, exactly. Um, I feel like, oh god, the possibilities are so endless for this next chapter and I could maybe even yeah. write it in a way that would force Janosch to do a combat scene. I, w- I was gonna say <laughs> that, like, because originally or not originally, but like no, like a few weeks ago we were like, hmm, I guess I'll have to write the action scene the first half and then Chaz writes the second half but I like kind of got out of it uh, mm-hmm. and now it was mm-hmm. like okay Chaz writes the first half of the action scene <laughs> I sort of did uh, but now it, <laughs> this is the setup now it's like uh, like uh, the, the Robin you're either gonna write the first half of the action scene or even gonna delay it even further so that I have to set it up I'm <laughs> maybe we can get out of having an action scene entirely who knows um we'll see we'll see I don't know how I'm gonna play this it'll be it'll be interesting yeah I'm... you can either like yeah you can you can either be like oh here's just like more setup so like they de- they defeat Felix or whatever mm. Or he escapes, and then they go about like trying to figure out how to prepare, or like that the, maybe like they have a, a scene where they're fighting him, and then it's interrupted by the portal opening, and then that goes into like the portal scene. Ooh, yeah, it's not a bad idea. I kind of wonder how like the um the creatures of the driftage interact with uh, with the whole um. <laughs> You'd think they'd absorb power from it, right? Yeah, but like, I kind of wonder if they also like worship the hole or serve the hole now. <laughs> <laughs> worship the hole. Uh huh. Get close to the hole. 
So it's, just really interact with it. Like you know? it's, it's their dad, basically. So <laughs> I mean, I guess. But do they know that? Are they emotionally they attached might, like, to? But surely, like, it's just a gap, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a door. It's a door. Yeah. They're like from the. I other just world. wonder if they have any purpose. I guess. Um, well, that's mm. what I'm gonna be trying to figure out. Yeah. Because um, I do think I don't know like what if... Dark Luke's purpose is other than to get yeah exactly off his half <laughs> of his clones half brother <laughs> and, and be vaguely threatening towards Jenna. <laughs> it's just I just like the idea of him not even being that evil. <laughs> He's just sort of there. He comes up with evil schemes, but they're like not even that bad. They're just like, I'm going to rob a bank or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm going to rob a post office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're the evil reflections of uh, of the original, but if the original is Luke... Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's just normal. He's too ineffective to produce a truly evil twin. What if, like, he's actually good because Luke is secretly evil on the inside? <laughs> Maybe Dark Luke is actually really, like, socially woke. He's, like, doing some um, yeah. outreach projects between witches and werewolves back in London. God. I feel like mm. that's gonna have to be, like, a book two material where... Um, yeah. Book two dark spell. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what book two is gonna be like. No, I mean, I think dark called. spell's pretty good. It's the dark. Are, are we staying with? Are we sticking with spell then? Yeah. Spell's the bit we're sticking with. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I think originally it was gonna be like heart and something else. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it's gonna be. It's gonna be spell bend. something because it's immortal incantations, right? So they're like, yeah. incantation yeah. is a spell. Yeah. So it's gonna be like I don't know, heart spell, dark spell, dark and spell. then life spell or something. Yeah. Dark spell just sounds very similar to dark. I, know. Like, I mean, I know that's like. <laughs> um. The, that's the point. The point. Um, um, yeah, heart spell, about, dark like, spell, death brain spell. spell. <laughs> I like death spell. Death spell's good. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe it can be. Death spell is the one where we get to do the masquerade scene that's in it for some reason. Uh huh. <laughs> what if it was just called like betrayal spell? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we haven't like set, settled on how many volumes there's there's, there's gonna be. I do think it's gonna be like 92. it's gonna be something <laughs> <laughs> like there's gonna be like gotta be like a dark middle chapter. Yeah, uh, that's a dark spell. And then like towards the end, there needs to be like some sort of uh, resolution in the last one. So it's like if if we have like a uh, death spell or whatever, uh, there needs to be a life spell after that, um, mm-hmm. or a peace spell or a love Ooh, spell. Peace spell, yeah. I mean, it's basically Love spell, spell just sounds like heart yeah. spell. Yeah. Brain spell. <laughs> <laughs> Rational spell. <laughs> Rational. It has all been sapiosexual propaganda all along. Skeptic spell. Logic spell. Um, well, what about, like, wolf spell? Wolf spell. Interesting. Wolf spell. It's like a horror-centric sec- horror book. It's called we could spell. do that as, like, a, a separate novella. Or maybe maybe yeah. even longer. <laughs> no, but what I was gonna say, like we could have, like you know, in book one, they're gonna resolve the conflict of like the demon portals and Uncle Dominic, and then like in how however book book one is gonna end, like in in book two, uh, 
you know, maybe like some of the some of the like positive characters in this book get like sucked into the demon hole uh, and they're like well like well this book ends with Haley going through the yeah. demon hole like we know that's how this ends oh yeah that's good yeah um... and if that's how it ends then we can have like because we wanted to introduce like new povs in the second book right mm-hmm. yeah so we could have like uh the scorpio povs um and it's just uh, like yeah. him and dark luke like hanging out and then it turns out they're not so evil after all or they have like a what if they're just dumb bro yeah, for this <laughs> book everyone like is supposed to think up. they're so evil but mm. but actually like they're gonna become the fan favorite uh anti-hero characters oh, for, for book two yeah i think it would be good if second book if you know Haley goes through the portal and some mm-hmm. other characters do as well but yes. Marco isn't one of them and they still Yeah I was going to say the same the exact same thing I love that we're on the same uh, wavelength well, we, we've here. said this before we we've said this before that Marco would be on the outside and that bond would yeah. be weakened because they're in different realities and then she meets the demon yes, guy and that's that good she because then Marco has, has to has the romance with uh, has to reconcile with his brother Scorpio Ooh. to like he yeah. he's, he's going to have to reluctantly uh get them on his side Mm. Uh, and then she comes back through the portal and she brings the demon with her and he inhabits normal Luke's brain mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> and then the whole, the whole conflict and then, that way there's like kind of two evil Lukes which I think yeah. is very good so we is go from Luke... having one Luke who's normal to having uh, two Lukes one of which is uh, maybe evil to having kind of three but sort of also two where yeah, it's it's sort of um, <laughs> like the host, where there's like normal Luke's in there, but also demon from the other dimension, who's sort of also kind of a bit like Luke, yeah. is also in there. I can't wait until um, we make Marco Scorpio and Luke find out they're related, and then we can do my brother, my brother, and me. Just. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I kind of wonder where like regular Luke will end up, like if he's. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think maybe he's going to absorb the demon guy. They're going to reconcile his personalities and become one person. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's how I envisage it ending. And then um, this means that he's sort of like now better at magic. But obviously he has like an evil turn. Yeah. Um, one of his eyes changes color. Because he's... Well, because like... Well, because we, we discussed before that he goes bad um, independently of the bad Luke. And also being possessed by a demon because he's like super werewolf racist, and he goes off to like do his like weird Chris like Satanist zealotry stuff. Yeah. Um. So he has to go through that first, and then maybe I don't know. It's hard. Luke's a difficult character. There's so much going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we're great at this. Yeah. It works so good. I love this. that we're creating uh, so many looks now. Like the one character <laughs> everyone wanted more of. <laughs> it's it's like you know how in June they keep resurrecting Duncan, and in every book there's like a different <laughs> resurrected Duncan. It's like that, um, but with Luke. Yeah. Everyone's favorite character. God. Yeah, but they love it. He's lovable. He's just a lovable gym guy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Normal. <laughs> Normal guy. Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out again, I don't know if I said this last time, but like I did like deliberately leave the um, uh, deliberately think like, well, I don't remember if anything fishy happened during the Paris attack. 
Uh, so, you know, there is possibilities of like some other driftage to happen that creates yeah. more uh, mm. evil guys. So if we want like another Luke. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can't put another Luke in until the end of the yeah. book, I think. You have to like introduce <laughs> one new Luke per book. May the fourth um, Luke be with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, stupid. I don't um. <laughs> it would be good if like the portal were able like allowed um Studio Pie to do the clone jutsu. Um Oh my god. Maybe I will <laughs> maybe I will make that. Oh my happen. god. No, that's very good. I like that. <laughs> You're like, oh the magic gathers round him, splitting, forming into new shapes. What? Ah, oh, they also look like Studio Pie. <laughs> No, there's more of him. Came and gasped. He's doing the clone jutsu. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I didn't like the animes like Kaylee does, but <laughs> now standing here, I had to admit that it was useful knowledge to have. <laughs> Or maybe uh, they destroy him by like depleting his follow account or something. There's like some really oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> can be done with this next chapter. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited with what you come up with and what I'll have to work with then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can just delay the action scene for like one more chapter then. And then Chaz has to write it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> No, I still think it's like maybe the best possibility is if there's no action scene. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Because that's well, like yeah. that's like really subverting your expectations, right? Like you've come to get used to the. I, I think we're we're at a really good spot in the novel because like, for the first bit, it's like oh look at all these cliches from all these young adult novels, haha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just doing them, and now we're like at at a point where we're deconstructing the way stories work. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're just like breaking literature. Yeah. Uh, we're, so we're um we're disrupting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like if <laughs> if you were expecting to uh that you know, this is going to be the formula of the book, right? Demon attack, new location, another demon attack, new location, another demon attack, and then like the final one in Vatican or whatever, which is what we expected that would do. Yeah. To be fair, but we're subverting our own expectations, and you know they they still have to go to Vatican. Listen, we're just gardeners. Hmm? We're we're gardener style writing. You know, we're planting the seeds, and then what grows, we just don't know until. Yeah, we don't know what Mm. seeds we're planting. It's like a mystery. Yeah, there could be anything. Yeah, we're just grabbing an unboxing. This whole series is an unboxing video. (laughs) (laughs) We're unboxing the genre. Uh huh. I think we did great work mm-hmm. again, as always. Mm-hmm. Thank uh, you. Very. You're uh, welcome for. Uh, yeah, more finger pain. Uh-huh. Um, You're obsessed with fingers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's good though. It works. This is very visceral. I, the tonal yeah. shift at the end was a bit <laughs> jarring. It was good. <laughs> Tana, like, having her fingers half chewed off and then being like, hey, is my convention going well? And Hayley being like, oh, I mean, <laughs> as well as can be expected, lol. I'm sure it will be known as a great convention in years to come. Yeah. I think 
what would be funny if like uh, Tanya saves the day and then it's gonna be renamed to Tanya Khan and everyone claps. Oh. oh my gosh. And to be fair, she is she is a tech wizard. She probably is also yeah, a gamer. Exactly. It's true. Mm. God, what if we write okay. like a gaming action scene that Oh my god, into the game simulation you have to defeat the game in order to like destroy the portal. That's so funny. <laughs> These demons are gamers. <laughs> These demons. They're gamers. I always knew gamers were demons, but this just confirms it. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm so obsessed with that idea now. I'm just thinking about yeah. like, oh my god, we gotta do an underwater level to defeat the demon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't like do it next chapter, I will do it. So Okay. But of oh. course you're also f- uh, free to set it up. Yeah. God, the possibilities are so endless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, the there's just so much to hose. Okay, goddamn, I'm. <laughs> it's gonna be on it's, my mind. It's, it's, it's so. becoming like increasingly harder when like people are asking, "Oh, you're writing a book? What's it about? What <laughs> kind of book are you writing?" I usually just go. It's like pictures. it's like a deconstruction of literature. Um, it's like an experimental work mm-hmm. where we like talk about it as we write it. Um, it's art. I think we can yeah. agree. Um, I'm adding the art decider account and it's telling me that it's art. <laughs> so jot that yeah, down. Um, everyone loves it. It's we're gonna be possibly releasing it as an as another podcast, like quite a while behind this. So like if you wanna obviously this is where you will keep up to date with like what we're writing, yeah. but we might release them publicly just because we put so much effort in and we want other people to have to listen yeah we to want it. more yeah. than like 12 people to hear this yeah although yeah do... that would just make us happy i think yeah but we do appreciate we do value you, those 12 and it is yes. for you that we are doing this and ourselves mostly ourselves. yeah, yeah you will mostly ourselves you will always hear purely these selfish uh, things. chapters like way ahead of everyone else so don't worry about that yeah yeah we could do like a okay a, a staggered uh, public release so that anybody who's on the Patreon gets a copy first. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I think our uncles can get free copies. I feel like I don't yeah know. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's you know Patreon reward free copy of the Hearts Bob book <laughs> once it once it's done. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We can add that to it. Yeah, that's good. We can add that to the rewards, like for that tier specifically, that you get a. Yeah. You get a copy of Hearts Free whenever it's done. <laughs> Real print copy. I can't guarantee if we're gonna be able to pay shipping though. Like if it's in America, and <laughs> gonna have to pay like forty dollars of shipping. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. Uh, it's it can't be that bad. Yeah. Um, anyway. That's been Heartspell, chapter 15. Um, thank you, as ever, for joining us and for enjoying this work of literature. Um, so glad to be back to doing Heartspell. Yeah. yeah. Again. Feels, feels good. Feels organic. I loved everyone's reactions <laughs> to the last chapter we uh, we recorded that is totally out already, and you loved it, and I loved all the great oh, yeah. feedback <laughs> I got from everyone. <laughs> Yeah, everyone was like, damn, this is just great. So glad to be back. Yeah. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Um, and we'll see you next week or whenever we have the next chapter. Yeah. So. Yeah. See you then. Big, Big wheel, wheel keeps on. Keep on. Keep on.